You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight, we're going to be talking about some of the trailers that came out of San Diego Comic-Con, especially Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Because it looks amazing. You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Sir, sir. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Oh, your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. There's fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Paul Williams. What is up, people? Uh, yeah, and we're talking. Uh, we're talking Comic Con. Uh, you know, every every geek and nerd likes uh, likes a little Christmas. And uh, San Diego yeah. Comic Con. That's that's when nerds get Christmas. We get a, we get a little look at all the things that we're going to experience later this year or next year. Got to see some good trailers. Yeah, definitely did. Uh, DC. Is, is hopefully trying to turn itself around a little bit because unfortunately they've had not the greatest track record here recently. So they haven't had the box office Marvel you know, has. No, no, they haven't. And, uh, you know, hopefully they can turn, they can at least, you know, turn some of this around. Yeah. Their, their last few movies, dude, have been just fucking lame sauce. So, yeah. Well, you never even, you didn't even see justice league. Yeah. Right. Cause you got, you you really did not like BVS at all, correct? No, I did not like BVS, but I'll tell you what, I like BVS more than I like Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad straight shit the bed for me, and I was like, nope, that's it. Yeah, a lot of people Just like, like uh, I am a huge fan, and if you know, any of our longtime listeners knows that I'm a huge fan of animated films, whether they be American, Japanese, wherever. The last DC animated movie that was made was Batman Ninja. In my opinion, I understood where they were going with that, but it was just all over the fucking place, and it made no sense. Yeah, well, we're not here talking uh, animated DC tonight. We're, we're going we're to talk about no. the future of DC, and maybe we've seen uh, Zack Snyder. He's gone now, and they're bringing in some, some new creative direction here. Before we go into um, the DC stuff, I just wanted to let everyone know the trailers we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to go through Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Glass, and uh, Shazam, and Aquaman. At this year's Comic-Con, Marvel was absent. Well, okay. Marvel yes, is were. Marvel is absent minus the controversy of uh, James Gunn got fired by Disney from Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He's a writer and director of the first two installments. 
He was fired for tweets. Some would say jokes. Some would say offensive uh, <laughs> uh, tweets. Um, but he, he put some tweets yeah. out, and uh, they were 10 years old, and he got fired for those 10-year-old tweets. Anybody being fired from Disney for questionable tweets. Yeah, the hypocrisy that lies into that, looking into the ha- the history and the past of the Disney Corporation. What, dude? You don't you don't have your uh, your Blu-ray copy of Song of the South? Oh wait, that's right. Nobody. Does. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't fucking yeah. exist. Because once they put it out on VHS, they were like, "Oh, hey guys, uh, this is terribly racist, isn't it? Mm, we need to bury this movie ASAP." Well, not only that, but uh, you know, Disney's got that new Dumbo movie coming out, and let's all hope and pray that they don't add those three crows into that movie. Oh yeah, you know, some things, some things don't uh, age well, but it is kind of it's ridiculous for somebody that I mean, because look, we all knew where James Gunn came from. I mean, this is the filmmaker that gave us Slither. Um, he started in trauma yep. films, and if you don't know what trauma films are, they're just really. You know, violence, uh, nudity, and kind of silly plots. Uh, very low budget, you know, horror or action movies. You don't know what you're missing until you've seen Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah, I think that, wasn't that the one he wrote? <laughs> yes, that was the one he wrote, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's yeah. like, this is the guy we're hiring. I mean, I don't want to say, like, you know, he's, he's telling witty jokes like the guys from South Park. Because, I mean, I think South Park... You know, they're they're putting their humor. Um, it's very vulgar and very in your face and yes. kind of making fun of everybody. But they're they also in that 30 minutes are kind of trying to make a point. Yeah. I don't know if James and, Gunn's tweets were. Maybe that's what pissed a lot of people off. Well, I mean, now there was one of them that, you know, uh, was was taken a, a bit too far. But again, knowing this guy's background and his his idea of satire and humor. I don't think that he should be fired for this. That's really ludicrous and really ridiculous. Plus, it's really stupid to hold someone accountable for something that they said a decade ago. I agree with that. You know, because, hell, we, we've been doing this podcast for, about what, three and a half years now? And uh, my opinion... I don't think three and a half, but maybe. Anyway. Well, three you know, yeah, but my opinion has changed on certain things in that period of time. You know, I don't think the same way as I did ten years ago. It's it's weird too, because like if you think about the Guardians of the Galaxy films, those are movies about assholes that are changing to be better people. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> none yeah. of them are real heroes. They're like the definition of anti heroes coming together in a, in yeah. a family and accepting each other for uh, who they are, but. Um, to your point, though, look how selfish Rocket is. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, he's got to steal all the batteries. But to back yeah. to your point, <laughs> Start a fucking war. about where you know you're you're talking like it's denying the people, um, it's denying artists uh, the, the ability to change or anybody really to, to change, not just you know somebody that, that's making uh, films or you know involved in art, but anybody on social yeah. media. Uh, and there was a great article on Collider um, from Vinnie Mancuso, uh, and he wrote, I just wanted to read this. I thought this um, summed it up really well, better than I can. Um, he wrote, to deny someone the capacity to change is a dangerous precedent to set, not just in Hollywood where a person's public life is on display 24-7, but to anyone engaging in the social media age. It sets the bar at, what's the point? It gives the message that concepts like, 
betterment and learning are futile because the sins of your past are immovable weight that only gets heavier the harder you climb. It sums it up right there. A lot of people want to point to Roseanne Barr and it's like, look what happened to her. And it's like, well, no, look, that happened recently. And what she said was racist. She compared a black lady to a fucking ape. That's a little oh, yeah, different. Not only, that, but not only that, but the piss poor excuse that she comes out with afterwards, instead of just saying, hey, yeah, I said it, my bad, sorry, basically blames wine and Ambien. Holy shit. Is that one of the side effects of Ambien? Do not drink Ambien with alcohol. It could cause racist tendencies <laughs> or late night racist tweets. Use with caution. I mean, are you fucking serious? Not only that, but the the one main crusader against Michael Gunn was a guy named Michael Cernovich. Oh, um, yeah. It was a total right wing smear campaign. To, oh, yeah. And to let it be known, this is what Mike Cernovich wrote on his Twitter. And I quote, rape via an alpha male is different forms of rape. We can't really understand this as our culture is too detached from instinct, end quote. All I got to say on that is pot, meat, kettle. What the fuck is that crazy douche even talking about? What the fuck is that? I mean, that? this is the guy who basically exposed these tweets that, that Gunn had tweeted. Yeah. You know, once again, pot, meat, kettle. I don't give a damn what side of the political spectrum you are on, but when you get to the point to where you're using that free speech right to condemn someone else for their free speech, then you are taking that right away. Well, I want to be, I want to be, hold up. I'm going to be careful though with like free speech like today. Like there's, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's weird now. You know, we're in a we're in a different time where it's like you know, with social media, you have fake news. We have our president. Things are different, man. You know, yeah. it, it's just having like free speech. It's like I don't know. Are you allowed to have free hate speech? Should that be acceptable on fucking Facebook? I don't know how I feel about that. You know, on, on one hand, it's like I mean, yeah, it's a d- dangerous precedent to set, but at the same time, it's like. Well, if you're all you're doing is spreading fucking hate and, you know, rallying people up and getting them to hate people that they don't even know or have never even fucking met, should that be allowed? I mean, I'm just asking these questions. I don't have answers for this. Look, I'm a film fucking filmmaker. I'm not a politician. Okay, I don't have answers in the world. I have questions. Because, I'm look, guys, I'm not perfect either. I've said a lot of stupid shit. Look, I've said stupid shit on this fucking podcast that if you guys go back and listen to, you're going to be like, God, can you believe he said that one dumb fucking thing? And how many times I've been like, oh, this is the greatest scene ever. Yeah. I mean, yes, I say stupid shit. I get excited. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm a person. And I mean, I'm not saying that that's the same thing as making p- fucking pedophile jokes like James Gunn did and wrote tweets that involve uh, <laughs> things like three men and a baby they had sex with. Hashtag unromantic movies. I mean, I don't know. Is that funny? It's, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. But 10 years ago, I mean, it's just people, people have changed, you know, like just like your grandpappy sitting on the fucking front porch. If he was a white guy in the South, he sat on his porch and called black people colored. And you were just yep. like, granted, uh, that's not cool anymore. Uh, the times have yeah, changed. Yeah, that shit don't fly, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1930s anymore, pappy. <laughs> yeah, just like when we were in high school and we were like, that's gay. Like, that's really offensive yep. now. And that makes me sick to my stomach. And like, ooh, when... I don't know. I mean, some of it is like, 
some of it's teaching people, but some of it is just guys. Like if you go back in time, everyone did terrible things because we were fucking ignorant and we, we didn't know better as a society. Maybe there were some individuals that did, but damn it. The majority of us did not know. Yeah. We didn't exactly have the fucking PC police walking around back then either. Like you do now. And it's like, well, no, I don't think it's about the PC police. I think that's just general common sense. Like you don't go around like, calling people names based off of like no. derogatory, like the way you look, your sexual preference. Yeah. You know, you don't go around doing that. That's just fucking ignorant and stupid. It's fucking racist yeah. and bigotry. You just don't do that. Yeah. It's called yeah, it's being a fucking up. good person. At the end of the day, fucking people, we need to lighten the fuck up. Instead of being so goddamn serious about shit all the time, we need to sit back and just laugh at our own ignorance and our own differences and our own stupidities. Because we all have them. I don't give a fuck what race, color, gender, whatever. Yeah. And the fact that there's been over 311,000 signatures on a petition to Disney to rehire him. Oh, what? That that's not going to do anything. Disney doesn't give a fuck about that. Like, that's, that's just a fucking waste of time. Seriously, don't, damn, don't even dude, waste you just time took air out of that fucking sale real quick. Dude. Yeah, that's fucking Disney doesn't give a fuck. I mean, the thing is, is that we just need to let Disney know that this is not cool. I mean, the, you don't go around and just randomly fire people and make people scared of every living goddamn thing they're going to say. Like, that's some of the beauty of an artist. Like, you look at fucking somebody like Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy pushed a lot of buttons. But he was funny, and he actually brought people together like, hey, I'm making fun of this white guy, I'm making fun of this black guy, and blah, blah, this. And yeah. I think that I think the comedy and, like, just pointing out our differences and laughing about them kind of just gets us talking about the conversation. You know, it gets us to have yeah. a conversation in the first place, you know? Everybody needs to stop being so freaking serious about shit and look at it, like I said, in context and then judge your opinions. I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a weird time, dude. I mean, Brian Johnson uh, d- deleted like uh, two thousand or twenty thousand. I can't remember. I just I just was skimming. I saw the headline. He deleted a bunch of tweets off of his account. Um, I can't imagine why. I didn't read the story, but I got a pretty good idea of why he did that. Um, yeah, probably because he doesn't want anybody <clears throat> from the right wing that he occasionally criticizes. <clears throat> to pull any of his uh, old tweets. That would be my guess. But uh, like I said, I didn't read the story, and I'm not Ryan Johnson, so it's insane. Okay, so enough with that drama. Um, what's going on? Uh, we're not we're not really big fans of. We don't really uh, agree with what's going on, obviously. But uh, let's go into no. some trailers here. Uh, let's go into the DC corner. The DC the DC corner. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> the first trailer we're talking about is Aquaman. What's your opinion on this this trailer? I don't I don't dislike it at all. I actually uh, the tone of it looks pretty good. You know what I'm kind of a little bummed out right now. I'm kind of bummed out about the story. Just the same old rehashing, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that it's the first Aquaman and all, but yeah, I'm not I'm not too terribly excited about the story. But I think the visuals look great throughout the trailer. I think James Wan, the um, fuck, bro, we know that boy from all those goddamn amazing horror movies he did, like the fucking Conjuring and. The first Saul, yes. Dead Silence. Uh, of course, he did uh, Furious Seven as well. So he's this isn't his like you know first action movie or anything like that. Um, but I think Jason Momoa yeah. looks great in it. Yeah, he does. He, he does look. He does look good. Yeah, but it, you know the thing is though, man, it makes me wonder um, because watching this trailer, 
it almost feels like I'm, we're just going to get a live actions of Thrones of Atlantis, which isn't bad. Well, this but, is just Aquaman, though, right? Yeah. What, was Throne of Atlantis? Was yeah, that- I mean, well, well, essentially, Thrones of Atlantis was was basically the new 52's version of retelling the Aquaman story, and it was just put into a graphic novel. Okay. I mean, look, uh, full disclosure here, I have never... I've never read an Aquaman comic. I The only time I've ever read Aquaman is when he's shown up in the maybe like two or three Justice League arcs that I've read. I, I have, I've never even sat down and read a solo comic from this guy. <laughs> I hate to say this, but Aquaman's kind of always been like the wet blanket. He fucking <laughs> talks to fish. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, look, okay. His, his trident's cool. The trident <laughs> weapon is badass. I like that. Yeah. Getting Jason Momoa to play Aquaman, that was fucking genius. I don't know who came up with that casting decision. Good. But whoever did, yeah, that was that was one point. Yeah, good on you, ma'am, sir. This is a, this is a golf clap for all of us nerds. You guys yes. actually made <laughs> Aquaman pretty badass. Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa, man, like, dude, he's just. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't fuck with Jason Momoa. And it's like, especially after seeing the. Uh... The, the real-world DC robot chicken sketch. I, I don't know if I've seen that. <laughs> Dude, you need to watch it because everybody just, like, shits on Aquaman. Even even gets to the one point where he's, like, trying to talk to the goldfish. And he's like, so you're not going to talk to me either? <laughs> it's just like, God damn it. Goldfish is like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go back in the castle in the fishbowl. You guys are just, like, shitting on Aquaman. <laughs> I will say some of the CGI, like I can kind of tell that they do, they're doing some of the dry wet, um, which is when they, they photograph stuff and it's supposed to be underwater. Um, and there's a different techniques and use fans and recording things at different speeds and things like that. But I mean, obviously you can tell those actors aren't underwater. They're going to be speaking. So that would be difficult. I yeah. just, I, mean, I don't know about all the effects. Some of them look great. Like so, some of them do look really good in the trailer. Like dude, when uh, when the with the big tsunami hits the city towards the end of the trailer. Oh yeah, and it like picks up a ship. Yeah, no, that that I mean yeah. that looked okay. And like the Shark Tank at the beginning, when you get like Aquaman like standing there, and the kids are picking on him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh hey man, don't worry, I can talk to fish, and the sharks right here, Jaws will get you. Yeah, that was pretty badass. And the shark, the great white, kind of hits the glass and and breaks it. I'm looking uh, forward to it, man. I gotta be honest, it's the mantis. Most- Oh, yeah, we need to talk about the villain, Manus. I don't know much about this villain. Yeah, the one shot that they show of him, he does look fucking badass, dude. I'm not going to bullshit about that. He he does look badass. Yeah, I, I don't. It's it's just like one or maybe there may be two shots, but it's very, very few brief seconds you get get of him, uh, get a look of him in the trailer. I don't know. Let's see how he looks in the actual movie. What have we seen so far, though? Pretty awesome. Um, yeah, let's move on to Shazam, brother. You've run from foster homes in six counties. I can take care of myself. When you're 18, give these people a chance. Because that's what they're giving you. This is Billy Batson. Make sure you make him feel at home. They seem nice, but don't buy it. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Dude. Just messing around. You look at me and you're like, why so dark? You're a disabled foster kid. You've got it all. If you could have one superpower, what would you pick? Everybody chooses flight. 
You know why? So they can fly away from this conversation? No, because heroes fly. What, you need your fake family to stand up for you? Hey! Man, sorry about that. Go, go, go! Famine! Get out the way! Billy Batson. I choose you as champion. Hello? Say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say okay! Shazam? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Kate Crusader stuff. Can I? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, right? What are your superpowers? Superpowers, dude? I don't even know how to pee in this thing. AM to the BM, BM to the AM. You have super strength. BM, you just got Can you fly? If I quit your BM, I still rock with Sadie's home. If I quit this season, Whoa. I still be the greatest. You okay? Why are you talking? BM, sit down. You know, I don't think that's gonna buff out. Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. The hell? You're like a bad guy, right? Gentlemen! You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. Sorry about your window! You're welcome for not getting robbed! Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. Which trailer starts off exactly like Aquaman's trailer? <laughs> the kid getting bullied. Oh, you know, this one, though, I kind of like, because this is the first time, like, in DC, we've ever been given kind of um, alien supernatural ability. Like, the, the whole thing with Shazam, like you see in the trailer, is, you know, it's this little boy, and when he says, well, I guess he's not a little, well, yeah, he's like, what, a teenager? And he says, Shazam. Uh, preteen, I'd say 12. Okay, 13. 12, 13, something like that. He says Shazam, and he turns into like uh, pretty much like Superman. Yeah, he can control lightning and shit. Again, this is a character I don't know that much about either, but I like the tone of this. Dude, Shazam's badass, bro. Shazam's fucking badass. Like, Shazam is, is probably one of the most underrated DC superheroes, which ironically enough, I don't know if you know this, but Shazam's original name was uh, Mr. Marvel. Yeah, I did know that. They had to change it. Because of Captain Marvel. Yep, yep, because of Captain Marvel. Which makes yep, more sense. Exactly. I mean, like, you know, Captain Marvel, you know, and, you know, Marvel. Marvel Comics. <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of, you know. Shazam was awesome because it was like a normal little kid. And then all of a sudden all he had to do was say Shazam. It's like, you're this fully grown superhero. Be a kid one minute and people think you're just like weak and whatever. And then be like, uh uh-uh, bitch, Shazam. Yeah, it looks like they do a lot of good things with the uh, the comedy and that, you know, kind of the uh, and it's really fish out of water. It looks, it looks like they're doing some Tom Hanks big jokes every now and again. Yeah. You know, I mean, not only is it like, you know, it's, it's not like a little kid. Like, yes, he's in a, I guess, a grown up like Superman body when he says Shazam. So you're, you're getting the big element there, but he's also a superhero and they don't really know his powers. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a bank robbery scene where they shoot him. And I thought that was cute. I, you know. 
Oh, the, the, the convenience store robbery scene? Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, really it was a convenience too. store. It wasn't a bank. Uh, did I say bank? I really, really liked when he meets the the spirit that ends up possessing him and gives him the power. Oh, Amistad? <laughs> yeah, when he meets Amistad, like that, <laughs> uh, that is really cool. That is a that is a cool ass scene. Oh, look at that! Switching over from Marvel. Uh, look at that a Guardians callback because uh, he was a he was a henchman in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget that actor's name that played in Amistad, but yeah, that was I guess I think that was his first movie. I forget that actor's name. I gotta look it up. So it was Jaimin Huntsu uh, was the actor that played Amistad, uh, going from. All kinds of crazy stuff. Marvel, DC. Look, this guy's this guy's jumping the the Marvel bandwagon. And of course, Mark Strong. I don't know if he was supposed to be the bad guy in the trailer. I, you don't see much of Mark Strong in the trailer. You only see. No, couple- you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, and I assumed he was supposed uh, to be the bad guy. I mean, and the, what I was kind of curious to know because Shazam's kind of arch rival is Black Adam. You know, because they're they're like the duality of one another. And so I'm wondering if he's going to be Black Adam. I have no idea. Uh, his character's name is Dr. Thaddeus Savine. So is that Black Adam? Oh, no, I don't think so. So I guess that's it for DC. Um, I, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. I really wasn't that excited about the uh, the superhero movies this year. I don't know. I, I have a lot of hope for DC. I hope they get things back on track. Um, Shazam does look better than Aquaman. But let's uh, let's move on to M Night Shyamalan's next film, Glass. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. (laughs) Good for you. The three of you have convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. David Dunn. The only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast. It's coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way and yet some of us still don't die with bullets some of us can still bend steel i've been waiting for the world to see that we exist 
May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name, Glass. Which this movie I am extraordinarily excited about. Yeah. Because in, in my Shalama Lama Lama's best movie is, is Unbreakable. That's my favorite movie by him. We are now, 20-some goddamn years later, getting a proper sequel to Unbreakable is freaking awesome, dude. Well, it's not only a sequel to Unbreakable, it's also a sequel to Split. You have yes. Mr. Glass, you have uh, Dunn, and you have The Beast all in here. Um, yes. So this is kind of a, a unique crossover. Um, yeah, filmmakers, universes collide. I guess this is like um, it's like the film version of, of a Stephen King universe. But it's really weird because watching this trailer, you almost get the sense of like, you know, Mr. Glass is kind of like the Joker. <laughs> and and Wait, the what? Beast is kind of... Hear me out now. It's like, Mr. Glass is the Joker. Beast is Bane. And Dunn is Batman. <laughs> it's like, that's almost kind of like the vibe I get. It's like where the Beast and, and Mr. Glass are going to end up kind of teaming up against Dunn. No, I saw it. I saw it more. Uh, I guess I, okay. I, I see what you're saying. You're, t- you're, t- you're trying to take the smart villain and like the, the physical threat villain, but you know, the, the Joker yeah, is such a terrible, like the terrible, okay. the Joker, Lex Luthor, doom and Superman. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say what you should do is Lex Luthor, general Zod and Superman. You know, it's that you get your brains, you get your brawn, you get both of them. And that's what we're getting in, you know, with Mr. Glass, Samuel L. Jackson returning again. Bruce Willis is back as Dunn uh, and James McAvoy um, back as the Beast. Um, I, but this will be cool. I, I think it's is going to pick up right where Split left off. Where, uh, spoiler, if you haven't seen Split or Unbreakable, you may want to skip the next five minutes. At the end of Split, uh, it's, it's very clear that uh, M. Night... You know, I don't even know if he put that scene at the end of his movie as just like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if if Bruce Willis's character from Unbreakable, when James McAvoy gets away, you know, at the end of Split, we just cut to Bruce Willis sitting there and he's like, all right, I just heard a news report about the beast getting out. I can't have that in my city. Bruce Willis is a badass. I don't know, dude. I'm really excited for this. M. Night's been kicking it. Fucking out of the park here lately, dude. I really enjoyed Split. Um, I haven't seen The Visit yet, unfortunately. That is like, I've just, I have not watched it yet. Everybody tells me I need to see it though. It's it's supposed to be really great. Yeah, I've I've, I've heard that it was it was it was good too. So yeah, I haven't I haven't had a chance to see that yet either. But it to me it was so cool being able to watch this trailer and knowing that this is coming out with it. Which, like I said, man, I'm. It's debatable amongst some people, but my personal opinion, best M. Night Shyamalan movie, Unbreakable. Yeah, I think I think uh, mine's probably Unbreakable, too. I, I really love the cinematography of Unbreakable, but Sixth Sense is really good, and I, I do enjoy Signs. So, 
I Sixth mean, Sense is my second favorite. <laughs> Sixth Sense is really good, dude. I enjoy that as well. But yeah, Unbreakable, I, yeah. man, just oh, fuck. There's so many great shots in Unbreakable. I mean, just the beginning of that movie, seeing both Bruce Willis's, um, you know, like his origin story incident and um, Samuel L. Jackson, like the birth that's done in that TV reflection. Yeah. Man, dude, those are so, those are that's just great shit. Like you want to know how to stage and block something. You, you, you watch it. I mean, M. Night, he's pulling a lot from Hitchcock, um, but he always does it so well. You know, I don't I don't mind if, you, if you're going to steal and you're going to do it well. I don't mind it at all. I do not um, like like I've no, been on this podcast <laughs> and I, I love Brian De Palma. I love M. Night, too. I, the only time I don't like M. Night is when he's not doing things that that I feel like, you know, are really in his wheelhouse. Like when he started doing like the happening and um, the village. Yeah, well, the village is bad, but that feels like an M Night movie. But when he did the happening, that one didn't yeah, really feel like an M Night movie. And then when he did the last Airbender, that really didn't feel like uh, an M Night movie to me either. There's just something missing there that I just didn't, I really didn't dig. I do like even Lady in the Water. I liked that. Everybody hated that when that yes, came yeah. out. I haven't seen. Yeah, I've never seen Lady in the Water. I kind of, dude, I kind of fell off with with Shyamalan, man. After the happening, I was just like, oh, because I saw the village and then I saw the happening and I was like, uh, great directing, great cinematography, beautiful, beautiful looking film. Fucking storyline is, mm, it's just like, hey, gets cut off right at the end. But I mean, look, he's, he's, he's coming back. He's doing great movies again. I love when... When a director like just you know like they get get back in touch with the roots you know and they're like all right guys look I got it back yeah. here I am just go on this journey with me and I'm excited for Glass man I'm really really pumped um I think I think it was my second favorite uh, trailer coming out of Comic Con I mean I I haven't seen Split and I I really really need to get up off my ass and watch that movie because from the trailer it does look really good. And, you were telling me that it was it was pretty damn good. So, yeah, I need to I need to definitely see that. And I actually want to sit back down and rewatch Unbreakable again because I haven't I haven't really watched that movie in a little while. So they're incarcerated in some kind of I don't I don't know if it's supposed to be a psychiatric hospital or if they are in jail and this shrink just comes to visit them because in the beginning of the trailer she says you know that's her her speciality is like you know crazy yeah. people that think they are they're superheroes and obviously there's some kind of team up you know between beast and uh and glass that's going to happen there but it does seem like it's kind of going to be a direct sequel because i think the reason that you know like uh, bruce willis's character Dunn's going to get in the psychiatric hospital or get arrested whatever with beast and glass because you know glass is already um samuel jackson's mr glass character is already in there after unbreakable ends I think I think Beast we're gonna get like a, a James Bond cold open with Beast being hunted down by Bruce Willis and we're gonna get like you know a little action sequence here and then man I wouldn't be surprised if M Night doesn't throw us a curveball do something really incredible with this movie that it just gives us an ending that's surprising you know yeah. I mean he's known for that but like even Split had like a surprising ending now, I'm not just talking about like the Bruce Willis stuff but when you actually see James McAvoy's like final character come out. Another thing that kind of led me 
to interpret that they were in a in an insane asylum is the way she is talking. Like she is talking like she would be talking to a, an insane person or a crazy person who who has a delusion that they're a serious, they're yeah. a superhero. But, but, I mean, she comes out and she tells you though that she's a psychiatrist. Yeah. We're not talking about like, is she a shrink or not? Like that's straight up in the trailer. Like it's, it's where is she visiting them? Is Are they in a psychiatric hospital or are they like locked up in like some kind of heavy security? I mean, like I would imagine keeping James McAvoy's character locked up could be difficult. They're in Arkham Asylum. Exactly. Something like that. All right. Uh, so enough about this. We're very excited for uh, Glass. Um, looking forward to that. That actually comes out next year. Uh, January 18th is its uh, scheduled release date. It may change, but um, hopefully it does not. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to play the trailer for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And when we come back, we're going to talk just about this trailer and nothing else. Our world is changing. The mass extinction we feared has already begun, and we are the cause. We are the infection. Like all living organisms, the Earth unleashed a fever to fight this infection. Its original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. They are the only guarantee that life will carry on. And that was a trailer for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is the sequel to the American movie Godzilla from 2014. Guys, this trailer blew my fucking mind. Okay. Uh, oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. It's fucking super ultra uber badassery. 
Oh my goodness! The start. It's uh, <laughs> this is the same monster lineup from Ghidra the three-headed monster or Ghidorah the three-headed monster. However you want to say King Ghidra or King Ghidorah's name. Yeah. But uh, this is going to have Godzilla, Mothra that we see in the trailer, Rodan that we see in the trailer, and King Ghidra that we also see in the trailer. So we got yes. four monsters that are definitely for sure on screen. This this, this opening just opening shot. Uh, it's, it's, it's freaking amazing. You get the shot where the little girl from stranger things is standing on the roof of the building. Millie Bobby Brown. Oh yes, dude. I love just the simplisticness of showing the flags, the two flags that are in the, on the flagpole behind her in the background, just they're just casually blowing in one way. And then all of a sudden the wind just stops and they just completely blow the opposite way. And you could tell the wind is just gale force winds. And apparently, I have been following this on social media a little bit, too. Uh, uh, if you've oh, been really? following the movie crew on uh, at movie crew pod, if you've been following us on Twitter or Facebook. You'll know that we've been um, retweeting a lot of their um, stuff from the, the Monarch uh, Facebook and Twitter page as well as the uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, Twitter page. But they had this this really cool image with uh, Ghidra. You can see the three heads in the picture, and it has this, you know, I don't know how to describe it other than a satellite or radar imagery of uh, what looks like a hurricane. And I want to say the, the very first shot of the trailer that you were describing, that's that's got to be Ghidra because you, you even see the yellow lightning. Ghidra is known, like... It shoots out, I forget what they're called, like the anti-gravity beams, but they're yellow. It shoots out pretty much yellow yeah. lightning from its mouth. And you actually get to see, like, Ghidra in a, and um, the, the shot you see is toward the end of the trailer. There's a nice, like, really cool silhouette shot. You see the lighting there. I think there's even a moment where you see Ghidra's face outside of a window behind uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I think that's, like, are you Ghidra. talking about? Are you talking about the part where... Uh the Jeep is driving by and then you see all the yellow lightning coming through. No, no, no. There's a, yeah, no, there's a shot where she's like screaming and you see like yellow lightning flashes. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that's King Ghidra. I think you're correct about that, but then there's a shot yeah. in the trailer where she's standing in like some kind of high rise office building, probably the same building that she ran in from that storm in the very beginning of the trailer. And then you see a monster's face out the window like right behind her through some, mm, yeah. through some blinds. I'm pretty sure that's Ghidra because it does not look like Godzilla's face. It doesn't look like Rodan because, you know, Rodan has a very like triangular pterodactyl shaped face. Yeah, looks like a pterodactyl or a pteranodon. Yeah. They, they kept that same look um, as much as we can see in this trailer and like, Oh man, I, th- there's a lot of great things going on here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and speculate from what this trailer has shown. King Ghidra is trapped in ice. Global warming that people have caused, but from living on this planet, have caused the ice caps to melt. Because you see Ghidra trapped in ice, right, in the trailer. That ice melts. Yeah, which, Ghidra- is a, which is a fucking awesome shot, by the way, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's so awesome. Uh, Ghidra gets out, and I think... Vera Farmiga's character is going to have to go around um, and she plays Dr. Emma Russell. Uh, She's the mom for uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character. And I think she's going to go around and release these other Titans. You've listened to her VO in the movie. 
uh, well, not in the movie, but in the trailer, um, she says that, you know, these Titans have to be found to save us. I think she's going to release Mothra and Rodan. And I also think they're going to try to get Godzilla, too, because there's even a there's a shot later. Well, I guess it's it's toward the beginning of the trailer where you see the submersible underwater and it's going through these ruins and you can actually see yeah. there's there's like a a painted Godzilla that's drawn on the side of this this cave wall or this giant underwater cavern, you know, that these submersibles are going through and you can actually see a a hand-painted Godzilla on the wall. So I don't know if this was like an sure. underground civilization, like a, like I mean, not underground, but underwater civilization, or if it was a civilization that you know, like uh, like Atlantis that got sucked in to the water <laughs> through via earthquake yeah. or something else like that. I don't know. I mean, you know, they did that in those Toho movies. Like you got movies like uh, Atragon, where you know you have those uh-huh. uh, uh, civilizations living underwater. And I am super pumped for this movie, bro. Uh, Sally Hawkins is back. Ken Watanabe's back. They're the only two I saw returning. Another shot, man, that uh, from the trailer when I saw it, I was just like, oh my fucking God, that looks so fucking badass. Is when Mothra opens her fucking wings. And it's, God damn it, that looks so, so, so exciting. Just to see that, man, it was just cool as hell. And, Another thing is my favorite shots from the trailer is when Rodan is flying over the city and you just get the shadow of Rodan and you can make out the whole silhouette of Rodan. But as Rodan's coming across the city, oh, yes. the city is just fucking being leveled as he's coming across. See, that's why I think she's releasing uh, all these Titans because you see that shot of like of Rodan and there's like a on the she, volcano. Yeah, she's like pressing a button, and it looks like the volcano blows up. And then there's yeah. a shot with Rodan like emerging from the volcano, and Rodan has like Which? some kind of like uh like fire ambers behind his wings. Like his wings have this amberish glow. It's, it's a red glow, kind of like in the 2014 Godzilla. His uh, his spines had this very blue glow. But it was it was weird and kind of spotchy how it showed up. Like his his spines weren't completely blue. You know they had um, they had a texture to it. Yeah. You know there was some yeah. dark there dark patches here and there. Yeah, and Rodan's wings um, look very similar to that. Kind of like uh, well, Mothra is kind of like that. Well, Dude. no, that Mothra to me looked more like that was like kind of like neon or fluorescent lighting is kind of what they were going with. Like it was like a. It had a fluoret- yeah. like like underwater sea creatures. They have those uh, fluoret like I'm talking about like deep bioluminescence. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Not fluorescent. <laughs> bioluminescence. Yeah, they're going they're going for a bioluminescent look. Well, I mean, regardless, even if that is the case, you know, the fact that the spots on Mothra's wings, you know, are like super lit and lit and and bright blue, and then the outer you know, like ring, rims of its wings are kind of lit in the same light. It, it just, it looks, it looks fucking amazing. And we do get two forms of Mothra in the, in the film. So I guess technically we have five, five monsters. Cause we have larva Mothra and we have, you know, full grown moth Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. So post gestation Mothra. <laughs> That's right. Look, not only are we watching a giant monster battle happen, but we're also like, you know, getting a little bit of the hungry caterpillar retold to us. You know, it, it's amazing. Yeah. When when asked the director 
uh, said they were basically going to be fighting all over the fucking world. So it's not like this movie is going to be just centralized where they are literally going to be fighting all over the planet. And he did kind of drop a little bit of a bomb about the city of Boston being completely fucking level. Okay. So. See, I was a little confused because there, there is a shot in the trailer that is absolutely amazing where it, it almost looks like DC because you think it's the Capitol building. Yeah. I thought the same thing too. Yeah. But if you look around, like I pause that shot, it's a quick shot, but I paused it and I didn't see any other DC landmarks. Like, you don't nope. see the mon- the monument and like the 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 White House is no I mean like it's now granted it is really destroyed and you really can't recognize no, any of the buildings in the shot. Pretty fucked. Yeah, like that could really be anywhere, you know, any place that has like one of those capital domes. Like that's not just in DC. Like there's other like state capitals that have very similar looking buildings. So yeah, and that would make a lot of sense considering, you know, Massachusetts and the, a lot of the old architecture that they have in Massachusetts. So I halfway wonder if that's Boston. I don't know, man. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be a lot of places, but, it, man, it looks oh, looks super cool. Because, I mean, it's just that shot, like you can tell Ghidra is shown up and it's this giant storm. And I, I said earlier that the storm that Ghidra caused looked like a hurricane. But in that shot, there yeah. are actually tornadoes that are hitting the ground. Yeah. And, you know, you see yeah. Rodan like kind of running toward. Fire. Yeah. You see Rodan like running toward the, this giant storm and there's like army guys. And I can't tell if the army guys are like sh- trying to shoot at Rodan or if they're trying to like shoot at the cloud and hit King Ghidra. Uh-huh. It's it's a little yeah, confusing, it's hard but to, yeah, yeah, but this got me super excited. Another thing is I really thought was really awesome in that shot is like the sky almost oddly mimics what the city looks like, you know, because the sky has this like red hue to it, and it's all dark, and then it, the camera kind of pulls back, and then you see this just city just fucked. There's even a, like a weird like uh, um. I don't know if it's supposed to be in a cave or I, I think it's supposed to be like in, in maybe underwater in, the, in this underwater city because there's obviously some kind of underwater city uh, that like explodes later in the movie because you see a lot of uh, shots with Sarazawa and it looks like something's yeah, burning does. down or catching fire. I, I think that's supposed to be the underwater civilization. I hope Ken Watanabe doesn't doesn't die on us. That would be terrible. Yeah, I was kind of under the impression impression that that was that was when they were actually releasing Godzilla. Well, I mean, well, Godzilla's already been released. He's you know he was in the he was in the last movie, so I mean they shouldn't have to release him. They may have to find him yeah. and like you know or find him, yeah, or find him. And I do like I like the idea of this monarch organization keeping track of all the monsters because they were introduced in uh, in Godzilla 2014. Yes, they even had a bigger role in. Um, uh, Kong Skull Island, where John Goodman's character was kind of a crackpot, you know, like believing in these underground caverns that, you know, held yeah. that housed ancient monsters and that Kong was on this island. I like where this is going story wise. I like the universe they're building here. I am. I'm really glad you brought that up because supposedly Kong makes a cameo or somehow Kong, King Kong ends up in this Godzilla film. Well, that's not that's not now, confirmed. That's just a rumor. No, but it's rumored. That, yeah, it's rumored that. Because now, the next one's going to be King Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, 
Once again, glad you brought this up. So now, question for you. In an actual fight between Godzilla and King Kong, come on, man. Godzilla has nothing on King Kong. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's a huge I mean, I mean, I'm size sorry. discrepancy here. Let me, let me here. reiterate that. King Kong has nothing on Godzilla. King Kong go. ain't got nothing on me. Um, <laughs> he ain't got nothing on Godzilla. Denzel Washington is over in the corner like, man, I fuck up King Kong all the time, dude. There's nothing to worry about. I just, I just whip his ass. I get yeah. my blade sword. I think we should just get Denzel Washington. Look, Equalizer 3, Monsterverse crossover. Passenger 57. <laughs> what? Pass- Where did that come from? How are you? How are- Paul's like, oh, wait, you said a black guy? I know another black guy, Wesley Snipes. Oh, damn it. That was Wesley Smash. <laughs> yes, that wasn't Denzel Washington. Oh, you know, you know, this, God damn it. this is a callback early into the podcast. See, guys, look, this is this is how we're learning. OK, we realize that yeah. all black guys look the same. That was so stupid because that wasn't even the first time I made that. I made a fucking Wesley Snipes reference because I said fucking get Blade to go after him. And to go. Oh, I thought you were just making a joke. That was supposed to be a Denzel Washington joke? No, because I was thinking about Wesley Snipes. I don't know why I was thinking about Wesley Snipes. Why, wait, why are you thinking about Wesley Snipes? I thought you got Wesley Snipes confused with Denzel Washington in that conversation. We just no, had. there's no way. There's no way you can get Wesley Snipes confused with Denzel Washington. <laughs> okay, let me reiterate that. Yeah, straight up man on fire. Uh, I think we just need to get off this because Paul, obviously, you just think all black people look the same. You know, it's just like, oh, all all black men look like Denzel Washington. Fucker, it's 1.19 a.m. I've been up since fucking 5 o'clock this morning. (laughs) Uh, I'm just giving you shit. All right, look, guys, we're joking. You know, we were talking earlier. Have a good time. Yeah. We're just kidding here. Look, no, this Godzilla movie, um, this trailer looks great. This movie this answer my damn question. It's going to be exciting. Uh, no, look, Godzilla will. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It was. A, it's a size discrepancy. I mean, King Kong is really. I mean, even in Kong Skull Island, he's smaller than Godzilla is by a huge margin. I just feel like if Godzilla picked his foot up above his knee and brought it down, King Kong would be dead. And the I movie would be over. You. I mean, yeah, because you, you. you watch Godzilla, the 2014 version, his foot comes down right beside an airplane, like a, like a yeah. 747 airplane in Honolulu. Like his toenail is the size of the airplane. Well, King Kong is grabbing a helicopter with his hand, and it fits in his hand in Kong Skull Island. I don't need anything else other than to know that I know the size of a 747. I know the size of a, of a helicopter in Vietnam. If your hand is the size of somebody's toenail, we got some problems here, guys. I don't well, know. When I, when I was asking this question, I was more or less referring back to the old, the original Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, wait, are you uh, trying to make fun of were, that? No, no. I, I was saying, like, in that movie, they're actually almost on equal footing. Yeah, they blew up King Kong to a ridiculous size. But, I mean, what are you going to do? That's what, what you had to to do. I mean, I mean, what are you going to have? King Kong, like, get on one of Godzilla's spikes and, like, he can ride him like that uh, the crazy cowboy does. <laughs> the, like the crazy cowboy and uh, Dr. Strangelove riding the nuke down. You know, like, what's he going to do? It's, it's ridiculous. I think go, I go, go, go. I do. Okay. <laughs> I think this will be interesting. It'd be interesting in Godzilla King of the Monsters if they killed Godzilla off. 
let's say King Ghidra and Godzilla, they meet for the first time and they have a fight. And Godzilla gets his ass yeah. kicked. And that's when um, uh, Vera Farmiga, she's like, okay, uh, I forget what her character's name is, Dr. Russell or something like that. She's like, uh-huh. okay, I got I to gotta get release these titans, and then they're going to band together, and they're going to kick uh, Ghidra's ass. What if Godzilla dies during that battle, but what if Godzilla had an offspring? What if there's a little baby Godzilla, and then we could get full-grown Kong versus baby Godzilla. The size will be correct. It'd be amazing. And it would be actually would be pretty badass, dude. It'd be a good fight because you know, like you don't have the experience be. of the of the previous Godzilla. You know, it's it's a baby, kind of like uh, it's very similar to what they did with um, with Kong Skull Island. I th- and I thought yeah. that was really, I thought that was a cool idea. I like the idea that you know there were two other apes, and you know Kong is the offspring and the last member of this you know giant ape lineage. I thought that was cool. Yeah, but uh, from what I remember. If I got my Godzilla movies right, the first time Godzilla fought King Ghidra, Godzilla got that ass handed to him. Well, no, no, that's that's not true. Uh, Ghidra, the three-headed monster, was the first time that uh, Godzilla and and Ghidra had a crossover. And the entire first movie, it's (laughs) the beginning part of that is just Godzilla and Rodan kind of fighting each other. When those two show up, they're just like, look. I'm an old school dinosaur bird. You're like a dinosaur T-Rex and uh, we're kind of pissed at each other. You know, I can fly if you're on the ground. I mean, we're just opposites. So we're going to yeah. fight. And then, you know, Mothra comes in and, uh, you know, and that's something we haven't brought up. Mothra always comes with in the, in the Toho films, the Japanese um, studio that uh, made the original Godzilla movies in Japan. Um, Mothra always came with two twin fairies. And when I say fairies, then yep. they were small. They were like, uh, I don't know, what are they, like fucking six inches? Maybe eight inches tall, max, absolute max. No, they can't yeah. be that tall because they, they, were, they stand they were... next to a, a lights, uh, a power switch or a light switch, and they're about the size of the light switch. So, like, yeah, yeah six they're inches. fucking tiny as shit. Yeah. So I don't know if they're yeah. going to put the fairies into the movie. I, I doubt they will, but I'd be okay yeah. if they did. I can't remember which one it is because I own most of those old Toho Godzilla movies, but I knew Ghidra is like whipping the shit out of Godzilla. Mothra and Rodan basically kind of like just team up with Godzilla or, or basically team together to fight King Ghidra to basically save Godzilla's that, ass. That would have been only been the only movie off four of those monsters were in all together was uh, Ghidra, the three headed monster. Yeah, there was. Okay, was, so yeah, it was yeah, a, Gage was three headed. Yeah, yeah, they were always missing something, or somebody was missing from the lineup. Like Monster Zeros got the same lineup minus Mothra. Yeah, yeah, so, I got, Monster Zero does not have Mothra in it. That yeah, is correct. and Gage the three headed monster that doesn't have um, moth flying butterfly Mothra. You know, it's just the larva. Um, yeah, caterpillar form running around. Um, I mean, Godzilla does get his butt kicked in Ghidra, the three-headed monster, a little bit. There, there's even that weird uh, scene where uh, Ghidra, like, takes his anti-gravity beam or his, his yellow lightning and, like, shoots Godzilla in the chest and then goes all the way down to his dick. And Godzilla, like, grabs his dick for a second. <laughs> I kid you not. Like, I mean, ah, watch the movie. It's wrong with you do that. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's got a bridge behind him and he's just like, oh, my penis. Oh, my Godzilla junk. Oh. Oh man! That you hurt. never shoot lightning on another man's balls. <laughs> on another, on another dinosaur's balls. Come on, get up off my <laughs> radioactive dinosaur nuts. 
Um, <laughs> Give it both these. <laughs> oh, you know, that joke was as funny as something that was tweeted by James Gunn. Oh, yeah. and we brought it back around. Um, I was a little bummed to find out that Alexandre Desplat was not coming back to do the score for this film. He did the score for the 2015 or 2014 Godzilla, but uh, Bear McCreary is doing the score for Godzilla King of the Monsters. So they posted, uh, I think it was on Monarchs. I think, I think it was on the, I think it's on the Monarch Twitter account. Anyway, uh, Barry, Barry McCready, the composer for this new Godzilla film. The sheet notes. Yeah, he had the sheet notes, and it, it had his name, music by, but then it also had um, original compositions um, from uh, Akira Fukube. Uh, Akira Fukube is the man that wrote all those bum, bum, dun, 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 all those original Godzilla cues that all of us the fans know. Ones. Yes, so like, I'm glad that they're, they're kind of bringing those back. I do hope that they kind of incorporate a Fukube and Desplat together because I really I really like what Desplat did, man. And I, I want to see oh, that would be badass, dude. Yeah, I would like to see that because I think what he did was was kind of honoring the Japanese music, but bringing uh, American sensibility to it, bringing the American in, uh, orchestra to it. That that always makes it sound American. Uh, Japanese music, you really hear those drums and um, yeah, very very drummy. Hit the hit, hit a lot of high brass and. I'm just super excited for it. It does. It does. Um, even the even the music in the trailer, which isn't a whole whole lot of it, what you do here is it sounds pretty damn good. And the very- music in the trailer is not actually um, from the movie. The piece of music from the trailer is um, Claire de Lune, which I think is uh, French for moonlight or light of the moon however literal uh-huh. you want to get with your translations but that, that's a classical piece of music but it, it's got a you know a nice orchestral piece. I mean, it's more than just the piano they they put a little bit of choir or something i'm not a music guy but they do they do something strings. a little bit string instruments for strings uh, there you go they do something outside of just piano they open that they open it up a little bit it sounds good i mean i like it it's got a very nice um you know what it reminded me of Shape of Water. I can see that. It wasn't destruction porn, or it was. It was. It, you know what I mean. And it didn't have like the really yeah. big drums and the really big like Hans Zimmer like boom boom doom. It was missing a lot yeah. of that. I don't know. I just man, I, I don't know. I, I I got excited for it, guys. Okay, I I nerded out. I totally I totally geeked out, and I cannot wait for this movie. I have not been this excited for a film, and I can't remember how long. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. This that trailer just it gets you pumped, it gets you hyped. The only goddamn thing disappointing about the whole trailer is May 2019. It was supposed to come out in March, oh, oh. and they pushed it back. Oh, March? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was supposed to come out in March, but yeah, they pushed it back to May. So, ten months, yeah. bro. Ten months. Ten months. No. Quite a bit of time. Oh, it's fucking forever, dude. <sighs> but, but at we least are. we have, but at least we have Aquaman, Shazam, and Glass to uh, tide us over until then. That's true. That's true. I think um, what we got, we got Aquaman. Aquaman comes out first. That comes out in uh, yeah. December. 
Yeah. And uh, then we got Glass. That comes out in January of 2019. And uh, then after that is Shazam. I think that's out in around April. And then Godzilla and May. Godzilla. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us tonight. And like always, if you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, and crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can send us emails, requests. We'll take them. Um, You have any questions or corrections, please send them. Uh, And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at moviecrewpod. Paul, where can people follow you, sir? You can follow me on Twitter at Paul R. Williams, J1. All right, guys. And like always, we're going to close out with a little bit of music. Tonight's no exception. Obviously, since uh, we're mostly talked about trailers, we don't have a score. But we're super excited to talk about Godzilla. So I think we're going to have to play Akiru Afuku Bay's Godzilla theme from Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Enjoy. Enjoy. 